FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. You know, normally on Thursdays, it is the crew of Katie's. It still is the crew of Katie's on Super Location. Mr. Scott Craig, Chef Scotty, as always with us because it's a very special day. I love all the crimson all around me. More importantly, I love being, can I say this, back home. Yes, we are back home. And where are we, sir? We are where legends are created. Brother Martin High School, where I always joke around and I say, I wish everyone could go to Brother Martin. And it's not a change, you know, it's just... Right. It's it's a special place, and it's a special place in our hearts. It's a special place in my son Connor's heart. And uh, it's such an honor to be here today in the Benson Mall watching just all of these young men future leaders of the city that's what i like to future call legend yes yes whenever i meet a kid from brother martin I said oh future <laughs> legend i will and say this uh walking in a lot has changed since yes. i graduated yeah. in 1994 thankfully to chris who has done an awesome job of making sure we get here today uh he put a post up there your class of 80 i didn't even know when you actually graduated i just took yes. your word for it that you were a brother it martin graduate was a long time it was uh, it definitely didn't look like this there were lockers in the mall a few less buildings here, to say the least. So uh, it, it's nice to kind of put new eyes on. I will say, I look at these new tables. But when we were here, yeah. the tables could be set. So when a kid sat at the table with his lunch, <laughs> the table would collapse and the whole mall would explode. With yeah. See, I, I didn't have anymore. those stories. Something tells me yes. the way you uh, you went to school about your business is a little bit different. But anyway, we are at Brother Bard <laughs> High School, 4401 Elysian Fields <laughs> Avenue. And uh, it's cool. It's a bit of a homecoming, and it's, um, I don't know, maybe I, I need to start getting used to this because uh, my kid's favorite color is red, right? Crimson's a little, I mean, I just showed you the picture of him today. It's kind of the same colors, really. It was over it at helmet, so. It is, and I mean, it's red, so, yeah. you know, I'm still trying to. What did you think when you saw my photo in the class picture? Um, you can be honest. You were Young and I was thin. thin. I was thin. And uh, look at mine. I've yeah. got a mullet. <laughs> i got to go see yours, actually. I've got a mullet, long hair. That is for sure. As well, um, as long as they let me out. Coming up on the show, it is Thursday. we got a ton to get into. Voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair, will join us at 1230. Looking forward to that. Yes. Also, uh, Steve Berrios at 115. He's going to take Corey Glore's spot, voice of the Tulane Green Wave. He's starting his 40th season as Tulane's color commentator. On wow. radio, so we'll chat with him as well. Lee Sterling's coming up at 2.30. At 1.30, Ben Heisler. We'll talk about the very latest fantasy football questions. Plus, we will have a couple of Brother Martin guests. We'll yep. have the principal, Ryan Gallagher, here in a quick sec. Coach Mark Bonis, who we already saw a little bit earlier. Go ahead, football yes. coach and Coach Barry Abair, who's been here since I've been here. So he's Yeah, like, uh, he was here when I was here. Yeah, was he? Yes. Wow, so he's been here quite some time. Let's welcome in the principal, Mr. Ryan Gallagher. First off, sir, thank you for having us. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great, guys, and thank you all for being here. This is great. Gus, you said a couple of things. First of all, welcome home. That's what yeah. Brother Jean says, you know, used to say. 
when you came back for open house. Oh, he was amazing. Truly is man. your home. It is. Yeah. Yep. And the and the second thing you said is what Brother Ivy always says. There's really only one color. That's crimson. And at 100%. By the way, you see my car across the parking lot, but there it is. It is red. I there you say, go. Brother, I, Brother Ivy and I spent a little time together. You think so? He was the disciplinary. I'm, I'm starting to feel that, uh, again, your experience here was a little different than mine. Um, Mr. Gallagher, I did not visit the principal's office, I believe, in my four years. Uh, I think I went to the disciplinarian, Mr. Toye, once, but it had nothing to do with me. It had to do with the whole senior day, rolling of the toilet paper thing. I just happened to be observing, and everybody had to come in for a chat. I mean, you know, <laughs> kind of like that, but uh, I actually stayed. I was. I was. I was an ROTC. I followed the rules. I was an ROTC. Yeah, there you go. That's outstanding. Exactly. Uh, a lot has changed, sir. A lot a has changed. of different buildings. That's right. You know, Brother Martin is, you guys know this, it is much more than a school. Yeah. But when the three of us, when we came here, we, we came to Brother Martin. It's a special place, but th- it was a school building. And now it's a campus. And it is, it is second to none. And we are just so fortunate to be able to come here every day. Uh, thanks to so many people, you guys, alums, um, our parents, our students. It's just, it's just a great place to be. One of the things that I was talking to Chris about when I first uh, stopped in here as well, too, and I noticed not only he, yourself, I see a lot of years with a, you know, an apostrophe next to it, meaning class of. Right. How many former Brother Martin students on campus here are staff? We have, um, I believe it's 45 of, um, you know, all told, all professional staff, uh, faculty, everyone who works here, we have about 140 members of our faculty and staff and 45 of those are alums which is really special i I, I honestly don't know it seems like a lot it's a lot i mean i i would assume that that doesn't happen unless you have a not only a positive experience here but kind of believe in the program and what you guys are doing exactly yeah you believe in the in the mission of the brothers of the sacred heart obviously you know i can speak for myself i was i was uh touched as a student here and, and wanted to come back and uh and and do it as a vocation, and um, we're we're very fortunate that that, that people want to come back and carry on the mission of the Brothers of the Sacred Heart. But you know, we have a lot of faculty here who are not alums, who have been here for years, for 40, 30, 20 years. And uh, I know Kenny Spellman and all of us. Kenny started this a while ago. He calls them honorary alums, and they really are. I mean, they are they are part of the mission. They're part of our family. But but yes, it is extremely important to us to have so many alums back carrying. Yeah, I always say, you know, if I ever retire from the restaurant industry, I would love to come work with Miss <laughs> Tina in this kitchen. No doubt. And which just create some fun stuff. Which was kids. so nice to see her. She lived across the street yeah. from me since I was in fifth grade. Yeah. So I've known the Lobos forever and all her kids came here. They were in the band and everything. And I, and I guess that's sort of my thing is I remember because I saw the signs already stacked. You guys are ready, ready. to uh, put them in front lawns for the open house here in October. And I just remember that open house experience. Yeah. So I went to all of them because look, I, I will say this. There's that friendly rivalry and I told sure. you about my, uh, <clears throat> Nephew, you know, we won't, we won't go into it, but, uh, you know, I, I, I worked under Ed Daniels, so I have to hear rumble and right. all this other stuff. There's that, and I do call it a friendly sort of rivalry sort of thing because I do think any of those schools, you're going to get a solid education. Yes. And it no really question. boils down to, I think, Ryan, where you feel mo- most comfortable. And I just remember walking in on open house and I was like, this is me. This is, this is who I am. You know, and I honestly yeah. felt that. Yeah. They, they teach, 
here they teach you how to be, we, we call it a Brother Martin man. And being a Brother Martin man is about having character and knowing how to do for others, taking care of others. I always say, you know, when I, when I talk to kids and when I talk to people at the end of a, of a speech, I'll say, life is about being successful. And too many people equate success with, with financial success. Mm -hmm. But it's about being a successful person and then helping others. And I think that started with me here. And uh, you don't realize it when it's happening, but when but when you leave Brother Martin, you want to be a part of it. You want to come back yep. because of the camaraderie and how great the alumni is. And, you know, it, it, it's crazy because I do so much business with Brother Martin grads. Not necessarily <laughs> on purpose, right, but right. because... We've been friends for that long, and I've been doing business with them for that long. And honestly, I do now. When I'm looking for someone for something, I'll call Kenny and say, "You have any Brother Martin grads that do this?" You know, and I try to use Brother Martin grads for anything I can. When I when I worked in the discipline office, Brother Louis Cuvion said to me one day, "I was frustrated with a student," and Brother Louis said, "You know, Ryan, we plant seeds." And sometimes you plant those seeds and man, you see the fruit right away, you know, while they're here. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes them five years before they, before they grow up. Sure. And sometimes we don't see the fruits at all, but we yeah. know it happens later. And that's what you see out in the community and, and that's do. when you see when guys come back. And, yep. You know, we don't always necessarily see it, but that's not really why we're here. We're here to develop young men into, into men and like you said, future leaders of the city. Speak with Ryan Gallagher, principal yeah. here at Brother Martin, as we have taken our Thursday crew of Katie's show on the road to come back home for a little bit uh, yep. in here and check this, this out. So, so cool. looking forward to it. We're going to talk with Coach Bonice and Coach Hayberry, who's over to our left here. And it's crazy. I'm looking at not only he, but others, too, when you look at your staff. Is it part of, I guess, the program that you guys have different positions? In other words, you know, principal, disciplinary now, you know, I see Coach Avery running different offices, you know, athletic director. Is, is that kind of a good thing, too, to kind of have your hands on everything else and kind of get an idea of everything? It is. So, um, you know, that's it's, it's all part of the formation of our students, and it's part of the formation of our faculty, too. We, um, we want to form the next leaders who are in the building, and that's why... You know, the campus can change and, and it should. It better. Sure. We better always make improvements, um, to, you know, to the curriculum and to the campus. But Brother Martin High School, the heart of it will never change because of people like Coach Abair, um, because of people like Greg Rando, uh, you know, all, all of those people who have been here for so long mm -hmm. and served in so many different ro roles. That's what it's all about. And that model comes from the Brothers of the Sacred Heart. I mean, the Brothers of the Sacred Heart, Scott, like you said, they they serve others, and it's a fraternal uh, it's a fraternal service. So it's not about being in charge; it's about doing what is necessary for the betterment of the institution and, and for the school. And that's why people are here for forty, thirty, twenty years in yep. whatever role they're asked to do. That's that's what we do. We step oh, up yeah. and do what's needed. It's amazing that. You guys in the administration, you just swap jobs. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm like, you know, one year for five years you're the president, for five years you're the, the principal, and, and it's phenomenal the way you work together and just it's just a, it's a an experience that unfortunately everyone can't feel. Right. But can I'm I, I, I got to interrupt today. here because I got to ask you when did you have time to actually 
study here. I, I, I'm looking at the bio. So graduated class of 2000, cross-country captain, five-state finisher, basketball, track and field, golden crusader. I, I aspired to get that little trophy. I was never invited to that meeting. Not me either. <laughs> to that. I was surprised well, I was invited what? to the podium. Carver, Carver, golden crusader. It's perfect. My son's name's Carver. There so he would go. be a nice golden crusader. No, but look, the... Uh, so you enjoyed your time here, didn't you? I loved it here. I did. I, t- I tried to take full advantage of it. Yeah. I had a great time, got involved in as much as I could, and I was lucky enough to, to be able to participate in multiple sto- sports and extracurriculars, and uh, I just tried to take advantage of everything I could. I had a great experience. It's a great so place. Did, well, obviously, technology has changed tremendously, and obviously uh, my, my little kindergarten talking about Smarty, the, the, you know, the digital board now and all this other stuff. Right. What, what, what's some of the tech? that you guys have here well i mean we could do a whole show on that which is which is a good thing for us um the biggest things that we have right now probably uh you know i, I always point to our science department they are on the front lines of innovation mm-hmm. um i feel like we were one of the one of the first to usher in and uh and really use 3d printing in the classroom on a regular basis and it's so interesting how that came to be our our department chair dr john dot really pushed getting 3d printers in the classroom we started using them and then when the pandemic hit he went to work he brought all the 3d printers home when we were stuck at home and started printing out mask extenders for for uh first responders in hospitals uh printed a bunch of mask extenders masks were like really uncomfortable originally and and, you know people you couldn't take them off so it was hurting people's ears and necks or whatever the case was and we were able to under dr john dot's leadership print a bunch of those and send them out to to different hospitals in the area so uh you know again it's like we're not just we're not just teaching to learn stuff we're teaching so that you can take those skills and do something with them out in the world and that's just a recent example of what we were able to do right you know it's incredible when you just look at how the growth is and you have to right adapt to all the different changes and everything and how to get people ready for colleges. How has college sort of changed? A lot of attention nationally is the cost and all those things. So you want to be prepared in one way or another. huh? That's right. And what what we always tell our students and our families is we want you to be ready when you leave here to go to the school of your choice, not the school that you have to go to. And we feel like, by and large, that is what happens, that our students leave prepared to do whatever it is that they want to do. Uh, what you know, 99% of them are going to go to college. Some of them really enjoy their ROTC experience, yep. and they they go into the military and, and different forms of service and things like that. Um, and we just feel like whether it's college or elsewhere, when they leave, they're ready. Yeah, uh, or start. I didn't a have a whole lot. Of start a restaurant. I didn't have a whole lot of choices. <laughs> I had to go to LSU. Do you have a bunch of bullet points too when you were here? Were you involved in you know? Were you no, a crusader? No, but that, those yeah. seeds. Those yeah. seeds. Bore fruit later on, right, Scott? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, I guess so. Uh, you know, I've always been a late bloomer. But uh, the computer department, you know, I remember when I was in school, we had a computer science course. Right. I was in the 70s, man. Yep. And, you know, of course, I scoffed that off like uh, computers, you know. But anyway, the computer department now is really... It's, it's one of the finest in the city, isn't it? If I not mean, the finest, computer I, applications, computer science, digital media, coding, uh, cyber, cyber patriot, you name it. Wow, we're able to offer it. Yeah, you just and, lost me. <laughs> you know, you, you you talk about we had uh, typewriters. Your, when I was <laughs> right, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, 
you talk about computer class when you were here in the 70s, and the textbook you were using was written by Brother Neil. Yeah. And he wrote the textbook for yeah. the state of Louisiana. Wow. He's still teaching to this day. He's, he's teaching computer applications. Wow. As Brother we speak, Neil. as a matter of fact. Is he the last one? We have three brothers on three campus. Three brothers right now. Right now. Yes. Brother Carl, to me, uh, he's the reason I graduated from Wow, that's awesome. That. He was that's there for me, and he's been such a dear friend over the years. I, Brother Carl's special. No so. doubt. No question. They all are. Well, Ryan, thank you yeah. for having us. Absolutely. Uh, super thank you guys. pumped about that. And, again, just wanted to get a little little background as to how things have changed since 1994 and uh, 1980. It's <laughs> right. been a bit. It's been a bit uh, from that aspect. Of it. So thanks for having us. We'll try sure to, um, you know, have a little fun here while we're here and appreciate the time. Knock yourselves thanks out. Open, open house November thanks, 3rd. Ryan. So bring your son. There it is, oh, yeah. November 3rd. Oh, he's going to Brother Mark. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's I remember with Connor, I said, I made him go to the Jesuit open house. I made him go. He should. He's like, Dad, why do I have to go to that? Because I want you to see the other what other Absolutely. people are doing. The other side. They're all like, good schools. Dad, I want to go to Brother Martin. And it was like, and I promise I didn't try to brainwash him or anything. Well, like like I said, bit. I think it's important that you feel where you you need yeah. to go. No doubt, no doubt. I know we're running out of time, but mm-hmm. Coach Bonice says that best. You know, Mark Bonice tells tells students. Go to all the open houses. Mm-hmm. None of the schools are exactly the same. They're all excellent schools, but they're all different. Yeah. But so our open you go to all of them, and you'll know. But we this think ours is pretty house, good. This open <laughs> house is crazy, man. The principal yeah, here by the Martin High School, Mr. Ryan Gallagher, thank you for your time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Quick take when we come back. We'll get into what the Saints are up to. We'll hear from head coach Dennis Allen and also from Cam Jordan, who had some things to say. He's already focusing on you-know-who, the Dirty Birds, the Atlanta Falcons. You're listening to your home of Pelicans Basketball, ESPN at New Orleans. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. It's Gus Kattengill with the Sports Hangover, inviting you to join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we will be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. When the Sports Hangover is at Bienvenue on Hickory, enjoy delicious eats while we talk sports, like the Mile High Sandwich, the Maroni, a smoked ribeye sandwich, boudin balls, homemade crab cakes, blue crab spinach and artichoke dip, and you'll love the Delta Queen spicy garlic Alfredo pasta topped with fried oyster shrimp and crawfish tails. Thursdays from 12 to 3, it's the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ES. New Orleans. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, 
more time to do good, more fast time, and more once upon a time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. We are live over at Brother Martin High School. So you were, you know, you, you went into the restaurant business. Yes. Right? So you're like, you're doing something. So um, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody, sir. Go ahead. My name is George Von Wolf. Uh-huh. I work for uh, Clement Building Company. Uh-huh. Who did Clements? A, yeah, Kevin and Keith Clement. Yeah, my class. Oh, yeah, all class, of, yeah. all class of 94. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I'm just, it goes back to name. literally the conversation the, that we were just Scott having, Craig, though. brother. George Von Wolf. It, it, just, it goes to the con- to what we were just saying. It, exactly, it's it's yeah. like there's people just kind of scattered all over the city. So what are you guys doing over here? We uh, renovated the uh, president's office and uh, conference room. Wow. Wow. Yep. Go. It's good to see my money's going something. <laughs> well, there yes. you go. But it's going to alums. So I'm, I'm exactly, not saying exactly. that if you graduate here, you become successful and do things. But it, it's a definitely a good opportunity. Graduate? 94. 94. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, we try to do business with one another. You know? Yes, and, definitely. And I think it's important that, you know, our family sticks together. And, and you know, not the whole Catholic league. I mean, you know. It, it's it's a great the Catholic League is is special and you know the way we talk about where we went to high school in this city and other people I mean from it other really is very here, unique I go anywhere else unique. and it's like where'd you go to and school like, I don't college. care where you went to high Not school here. yeah it's a yeah. big difference but, from Brother Martin to any other high school but we're a close knit community yes. and that's why and all of us are friends yep. you know and doesn't matter if you went to Brother Martin or Jesuit or Holy Cross or St. Augustine or, or whatever, you know. It's like I, I know grads from all of those schools, and we joke a lot, you know. It's just, it's just it, it's hard for them because we're the best. And right. It's simply what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not easy. I just wanted you to, you know. Owen Delisle, sorry, Eric. Just wanted you to come up and say hello uh, real quick. I, I saw you eating, so I don't want to take you away from lunch. But Yeah, I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for stopping by and saying yes, hi, Yes, it's man. definitely good seeing you tell, again. Tell the brothers hello for me. I certainly will. Thank yep, you. Yep, for sure. Nice meeting um, you, bro. All right, so... Saints, you know, they're getting ready for you-know-who next week. Falcon hate week. The Falcons. Dennis Allen yesterday touched on the fact after practice, of course, players that were waived going to the practice squad. I was happy to see Dejon Dixon. Yes. You get to see Kirk Merritt go over there. I mean, I I think, man, that guy could be a good tight end. uh, Again, Didn't they bring him back to the practice uh, Look, we're going to get into all of it. Let's get into all all of it. Here's D.A. Hmm? Well, yeah, certainly there is, you know. Um, I think, you know, the problem is is that we have all the information and, and we don't know what the other teams are, are thinking. We know what we would be thinking in that situation, but they're not watching all of our practices. So, um, yeah, so there's that little bit of anxiousness. You don't really know for sure, but um, I think the reality is it's like, you know, 2 to 3% of the way players get claimed. So, um it's not a huge number, um, and we like the guys that we got back on the practice floor. And, again, I, and I think that's one of those things that you're trying to add depth, and that's one of the things that we were looking at, too, when we were looking at the list of players that were going to either come back or not or they were going to try to get some sort of help of tackle, which they did eventually sign somebody, and it was 
claim, meaning to the roster, which means a roster move had to be made, Scott. But this is uh, what DA said that him and Mickey were going back and forth trying to decide here. Yeah, I think, look, I think the number one thing that we're looking for is players that we feel like we can develop. Um, I think that's the first key because, you know, we're in a, like, we're in a developmental business. And, and and you have to continuously train and develop young talented players. That's just the way this league operates, and so that's that would be the number one thing that we have to look at. Um, and then certainly there's some t- some um, some of the numbers game in terms of like you know you have to have a certain amount of linemen to be able to have a practice. You know you have to have a certain amount of. Uh, runners to be able to practice so that's all kind of part of the part of the equation i think in a perfect world scenario everybody's healthy and we're we're getting the 16 best players that we can find that can uh that we can develop and 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 the ones that we feel like could go in and help us at some point in time i think one of the thing when you look at the practice squad too it's probably going to make you feel better because i think there were a lot of guys that you wanted to make that roster but again it's Exactly. Depending on things are. So Josh Andrews, Taco Charlton, who I thought had a really nice camp there as well. Dejon Dixon, Demarcus Fields, Vincent Gray, Chase Hansen, J.P. Holtz, tight end. Yes. You have Jordan Jackson, Lucas Crow. Yes. There's your tight end there in case there you is. need him. Kirk Merritt. Uh, Nick, Nick Martin, Kirk Merritt, Christian Ringo, Nepi Sewell, Rashid Shahid, and Eric Wilson was on yes. there as well. And I do believe, though, Cleveland wind up claiming him. Or, no, Washington, I think, is where he went um, in there. So, again, uh, you know, I, I think that's one of the things that, that happens as you get ready for the season and for players to get healthy. Now, Nick Underhill, New Orleans Football gave a little insight as he went, uh, he went, I wouldn't call it snooping, but just asking. You know, for some of the players that you would probably want healthy here going into week number one, namely your left tackle, James Hurst. Yeah, that's pretty, right. You, you would probably pretty. want that. Nick tweeted yesterday that James Hurst told him he's healthy and everything is on track for week one. Feel better? For now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's you know, better than not knowing you're going to have a starting left tackle. When the football season starts, doom usually starts to come out. In the okay. Well, my dear friend Eric that is your role. says he's that worried about on Thursday. I'm not it blue. I know. But... Yes, I am concerned about injuries on the offensive line. Losing Penning was bad. And I was in the end zone filming that play. So can we blame you for it? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, Also, Paulson Adebo had a monster training camp. You like him there week one. Yeah, he's strong. He said, uh, Nick Underhill again from New Orleans. That football impression on Adebo is that it's not a serious injury. Smiled and said, day to day, when asked if he was going to be ready week one. So he'll be it's, ready. It's a left one. ankle sprain. He'll be ready. He'll week be ready one. to get going for that uh, in that game. So again, I, I think the Saints are going to be getting healthier, getting into that, and obviously Cam Jordan already has his uh, his mindset on you know. Who oh, of course not. Yeah, not not at all. I mean, I don't. They, they just named the starting quarterback not too long ago. So, you know, we're Marcus Mariota. Now we've got to go back and watch some Vegas film, maybe watch some Tennessee film. We've, we've got to break down who he is because he's not a traditional pocket passer like, you know, Matt was. This is going to change up their game a lot. I mean, then we've got Cordero Patterson who took off last year, so I'm sure they'll incorporate him. We've got, we've got some, what, zero film to work off of to prepare for what could be a lethal offense if you, you throw in Kyle Pitts, who's, uh, in my mind, uh, one, is going to be one of the top talked about wide receivers in the game. Mm-hmm. 
There you go. Yeah, I have him on my fantasy. Kyle Pitts, you picked a Falcon for your fantasy team? I did because I needed a great wow. tight end, and I think he's Isn't going... is kind of like an unwritten rule? You can't really do that? Yeah, but you know, can it's you, not... Can you really root for a Falcon? I would much rather lose my fantasy league than yeah. the Saints lose. I want the Saints yeah, I understand, to win. but you I don't really care Falcon. about the fantasy You picked thing. a Falcon. I did. There's certain things I just... I don't know. To me, that's kind of a... Out of bounds a bit. Well, I mean, he's the best tight end available, and I think he's going to do well. I think that's pretty much all they have. All right, well, we'll see on that. Um, uh, Dennis Allen also said one more thing before we get to Chris Blair. is going to join us bottom of the hour, voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers, as they get ready to take on the Knowles here on Sunday. you going to the game? No. No? I, I, am, I will be in Florida for a few days. Oh, okay. I need L- little R&R? Well, we, we're going to have a busy fall, aren't we? We are going to have a busy, <laughs> have a busy fall. fall. We've got a lot planned. Uh, here is Dennis Allen on the positions of strength after he's looked at the roster practice squad and the first 53. Yeah, well, look, I mean, um, I think all the position groups have, have improved as we've, as we've gone through through this. Um, I would say there's kind of some unknown players that I think showed up for us. You know, I didn't really know what we were going to have in Justin Evans. Um, wow. and, and feel really good about what we have. Um, so I don't know that it's necessarily a particular position group as much as there was a few players that kind of caught my eye and um, was, was, a, was a nice surprise. Indeed, and I think when you look at it all, there were certain things that helped more than anything um, that you did have guys like Justin Evans or others kind of step up a bit. Amazing, and look, man. And here's the thing. You I know they're on the practice squad, years. but it doesn't make you feel better that if I need to go to some of those guys on a practice squad, I feel yes. like they can at least stabilize you for a game if I, if I need to. I really like think this team's okay. Um, okay. I think the coaching is as good as it gets. I just do. I think they're in better hands than they were with Sean Payton, who had one foot out wow. the door. Really? So I let's, truly, let's, truly uh, trust what they're doing. I like to see Lucas Crawl still on the on the practice squad. Um, I, I did really like him. I watched him, you know, because I was looking at the tight ends. I mean, the tight ends on this team, we really don't have any solid tight ends well, yet. Yeah. I mean, Troutman, well, not having hurt again. Well, and playing? also, you know, you didn't have a lot to see not. when it came to Taysom Hill. So we'll see what happens from that aspect of it. Anyway, we're live at Brother Martin High School, Scott's home. My home as well. This is so cool. He's a class of 80. I'm class of 94. Apparently the 8th graders just got here for lunch. I don't know about that. Who, what are you doing over there? I'm saying hello no to one, the 8th graders. No one knows who you are. No. The but, staff does. But, the kids probably don't. Well, the kids are like... Have you come mess- and, like, you know, cooked for them or something? Have you oh, ever yeah. Done, you've done it? Oh, yeah. I've really? worked with the Culinary Crusaders and the ROTC. There's and- a Culinary Crusaders? Oh, yeah, man. There's one right there. You've no. never you've never seen the culinary crusade. I have. I, I apparently I have missed a lot. Oh man, Donnie Mitkiff. <laughs> you need to spend some time. Yeah, at I this really. School, am. I think that, that is the theme that I've gotten so far in the last uh, thirty minutes. Quick break. We come back. The voice of the LSU Tigers will join us, Mr. Chris Blair, in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Beach baby, beach baby, give me your hand. Give me something that I can remember. I got Park Hill and West Valley covered on Tuesday. At Marita's Pool Service, the current staffing plan doesn't hold water. Three more neighborhood pools on the same day. She needs more pool technicians to dive into work head first. That's awesome, but uh, now we're shorthanded. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. 
If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? <laughs> okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Our focus is to get you back to work, Louisiana. I'm Sine Lavasso. Come into our office. We have the resources and services you need. The people who work here have the passion to do the work. One thing we want them to know is that they matter. There is a great need here in the city of New Orleans. One of the things that we're trying to do here is provide opportunities. We're ready to get the citizens of New Orleans back to work. Find out how the Louisiana Workforce Commission can help you at laworks.net. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. People with laptops, they want to be smart. No, I want to be portable. I didn't say anything. I want to be portable. You have a phone. You got a phone, man. It's the same thing. Stop. A phone is a computer. It's the same thing. The reason people are always on their phones, it's not a phone, it's a computer. I'm taking technology advice from you, too. (laughs) It's the same thing. (laughs) What is this tweeter thing? (laughs) GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. It is hard to believe, but college football got a couple of three top 25 games going on today here as well. In other words, week zero, Scott Craig. But um, you know what? I know what you're ready for. You're ready for the Tigers to take on the Seminoles. The voice of the LSU Tigers joins us, Mr. Chris Blair, for the first Thursday of the season. Chris, as always, appreciate the time you give us, man. How are you? Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. Doing well. Thanks for having me on, Gus. Been a while. Yeah, for sure. Right, LSU Tigers voice, the way to follow Chris Blair over on Twitter. Are you ready? Are you ready for a season that um, I think it's going to be interesting, to be honest with you, huh? Oh, it's going to be interesting. And, yes, I, I well, there's two parts to that, Gus. The, the heart of me is ready, ready to see Brian Kelly lead the Tigers out there in the Superdome. Uh, the brain part that has to get the broadcast ready, well, I, I'm not quite there yet. Still working on it, but uh, we're running hard. But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting year, going to be an exciting year, just because there's going to be, you know, answers to questions that we've all had. Uh, really since November 30th when Brian Kelly was, was named new head coach here at LSU. So I don't know that we'll get all of those answers Sunday night, but I imagine that we'll get a few. And there it is. This is why, Scott, he is a broadcast professional, because that is got to be storyline number one. You've had a head coaching change. And and I was talking um, this week about, to me, the difference of the feeling on campus from the day he got hired to now really and it's almost calmer I, I don't know if that's the right word to put it you, you've been around there and you've been able to to interact with him and see him how would you describe brian kelly arrives on campus to brian kelly september 1st yeah i mean i think so i think because there were so many i mean obviously when there's a coaching change as you pointed out there's going to be differing opinions everybody's going to have their take on good hire bad hire questionable hire Whatever the case may be, it, it, it's a myriad of opinions. And, of course, you've got so much time between that announcement and when you actually put the product on the field. Now, here we are. So I think the one thing that stands out to me about Coach Kelly is it's been very consistent. 
It was consistent from the day he met with the media in the Lawton Room at Tiger Stadium in the introductory press conference to what we will see when he leads the team out on Sunday night at the Dome. That's, that's what gives, I think, an optimistic feel to most Tigers. Even those who maybe weren't 100% on board back in November, I think that calm and consistency and that there is a process, there is a system we have, and that system has served Coach Kelly and his previous schools very well in all of his stops. So I think the fact that, A, he gave a lot of access to the media, invited fans through the media to see how things were being built, how things were being changed from top to bottom, I think as that time went on, and here we are you know, a couple of days from kickoff, I think that has created a calmness. I think there are high expectations, as there always will be here at LSU, but I think even though there, there may be some tempered expectations based on, you know, let's face it, what we saw in Houston to end last season in that bowl game, I think there is just a calming feeling. I don't feel that the LSU fan base has a ton of anxiety like maybe some had in January. Because let's face it, change isn't easy. Uh, nobody likes change, whether it's at your job, whether it's at your home, or whether it's your favorite football team. Uh, but I think that calmness and consistency has, has again, won most, if not all, Tiger fans over for Coach Brian Kelly. Speak with the voice of the LSU Tigers, Mr. Chris Blair at LSU Tigers Voice. Scott? Hey, Chris. Scott Craig. Uh, I think the last time we had you had Chris on, it was at Katie's, and I spoke to him there. Chris, uh, you know, I, I think, Tom, I think uh, Brian Kelly's, favorite word is the process and he's used that from day one and i am very comfortable from what i've seen what i've read i haven't I haven't been there i you know but but i'm really excited about this season and uh i i think they're in really good hands you know just the past several years have been you know what i call kind of buffoonery but uh i i think it's just you could not have hired a better coach for this program to stabilize it. And uh, I'm really excited about the season, and I'm hoping that they win by more than three Sunday night. There we <laughs> and, go. Now and, the real reason about And it. they have seven wins this season, but I'm confident that they will. Um, I think they're being underrated right now. And, uh, you know, how do you feel about that? No, I think so. I mean, I, again, I've got an inside look at it, and – uh, he certainly won me over, I mean, just in, in the interaction I've had with him, but just watching him from the sidelines at the practices. I mean, it's there, there's, again, I can't stress enough how there is a system, and again, as you say, he uses the word process, but it really filters down from every aspect. It not only filters down to the football team and the student athletes. I mean, it's about in everybody that works in that football operations building. And when I go over there now, Whenever you see anybody going in an office, coming out an office, walking down the hallway, you can just sense the, the, the urgency and that there is a purpose to what those people are doing. And I think when you put all of that in place, it takes care. And when you pay attention, guys, in any walk of life to the little things, you rarely have big things blow up in your face. And I think that's one of the, if there is a secret to success for Brian Kelly, I think that's what it is. As far as winning games on the field, you know, this team's got some talent. Some of it untested. Some of it we haven't seen in a more consistent manner. But I've watched these guys. I mean, the receiving core is as deep as as any team I've ever been around as far as, you know, the problem being 
how do you get everybody the reps they, they deserve to go out and make plays? Um, you know, I think the quarterback issue, everybody wants to know who's going to start Sunday night. I don't think it was anything other than it was, A, a tough competition between Garrett and Jaden Daniels. And I also think because Florida State played last week, there is a tactical advantage. Let's face it, they've already got all of the, the snafus out of the way for game one. Uh, they've been able to go out and hit another team. Uh, LSU has the advantage, rather, of, hey, what are you guys going to prepare for? And I don't know this for a fact, but I think if this were both teams' first game of the season, I don't know that keeping the quarterback name under wraps would be as important as it is this particular week. But the fact that he's been as transparent as he has, there's no, you know, it's, there's no magic to it. And that's what he said from day one. There's just a way of going about doing things. Here's what I've learned over my three decades as a head coach, and it's worked pretty well, and we're going to apply it here at LSU. And to me... That's music to my ears. Be honest, Chris. How many times have you been asked who's the starting quarterback? <laughs> well, I'm going to take it as you're asking me in a roundabout way. So that would be no, not at all. I would never put you in that situation. I think it's Jaden Daniels. Never, I, you know, never, Chris. Never would do it. But you know, we need someone to throw the ball to the Look, I, I think they'll be fine either way. But I, I guess my thing, too, I guess when you look at the offensive side, too, how about running back? How confident are you that the Tigers will be able to get some productivity out of a position group that, you know, for a while was the pathway to the NFL, and it just hadn't been the last several years? And it could be for different reasons. It could be the line. It could be coaching, but et cetera. That's going to help whoever the quarterback is, right, Chris? A good, sound run game. Yeah, I mean, when you look at what Coach Mike Denbrock, the offensive coordinator, his success at Cincinnati, he's, of course, known for trying to stretch the field. And goodness knows he's got the horses on this team to do that in the vertical passing game. But he also is a pretty balanced uh, play caller, and he likes to run the ball, and he likes the inside zone. And then they have some variations off that inside zone, certainly if they're successful in a given game. And then that starts with, with a talented running back. And, you know, everybody was focused on quarterback coming out of spring ball they were focused on it through the summer and of course during preseason camp i'm with you guys i was more focused on the running back competition again you had john emory i know he'll be out for a minimum of two games so he won't be in action on sunday but going into camp you had emory you had the transfer of noah kane from penn state you got josh williams who's one of my favorite tigers he's got a great story and a great work ethic and he's made some plays in his time at lsu uh, along with some freshmen and, of course, Armani Goodwin, who's looking to take a step forward from his freshman campaign a year ago. What I'd like watching in fall camp was that these guys are, are, are pretty good. Uh, you know, I think you're going to see all of them. Uh, I expect on Sunday to see plenty of totes for Noah Kane and plenty of totes for Armani Goodwin and plenty of totes for Josh Williams. Uh, Coach Kelly has indicated that we're going to run these three guys, again, essentially because I don't think any of those three have kind of separated themselves from the back. But the good news is they're all very durable and very talented backs. What I like about Noah Kane, he reminds me a lot of, of Ty Davis Price in the sense that he doesn't need a lot of space to get going. He can get through a small crease, makes good cuts, gets the speed quickly after making a move, and uh, I, I like watching him run. So I think I think we're going to see how well they can do because I think there's going to be a commitment to at times in the game on Sunday to run the ball. And, and I think the offensive line, you know, that's going to be crucial too. I think what happened to John Emery is unbelievable. And you just said 
two games at least. Uh, uh, you know, it, uh, I, that concerns me. I thought it was going to be two games and uh, no more. I mean, I think he's paid his dues. Well, that's where we are right now. Again, I don't have any information anybody else doesn't have, but right now we know two games. Hopefully that is all that we get because I think he has worked extremely hard. It's one of the things Coach Kelly's talked about. He's done everything that he's been asked to do from a football perspective. So he's all indications are even last year he was he was working to be ready for that opportunity. So hopefully after the first two weeks he'll be in that mix. And, you know, if you're going to make a silver lining out of the situation, it is that in the first two games of the season, Noah Kane, Armani Goodwin, and Josh Williams are going to get plenty of reps to make, if nothing else, that running back room even deeper. Thank you. All right, voice of the LSU Tigers will wrap up, sir, with uh, what do you think will be a key? Do you think that, that a solid start, obviously the environment in the Caesar Superdome is going to be I would assume, very purple and gold and LSU heavy. I just got to imagine just whatever the quarterback is and, and the side of this defense as well, Chris, to just get some sort of positive momentum going and uh, off we go. Yeah, I think there's there's more than one key area I'm looking for simply because I think they are all linked together. But I think the, the keys to look for early in this game is what you guys said a moment ago, the offensive line against a pretty talented defensive front for Florida State. Um, you know, their offensive line over the last several years for the Seminoles have, have not been what they're accustomed to, but they really haven't had a lot of drop-off in, in a physical, talented, up-front defensive line. So this offensive line that Coach Kelly and company have kind of experimented with, who should be in the right seat, uh, in the right position, uh, you know, that to me early on is going to tell you uh, how well this team's going to go, at least in the first matchup, because whoever the quarterback is, uh, who starts the game and who plays the majority of the game for LSU, they've got weapons. And the other matchup then leads me to the defensive secondary for Florida State. Again, last week against Duquesne, the Dukes quarterback was releasing the football within a second, second and a half, two seconds. He, he wasn't fooling around. Um, but again, he didn't have the weapons at his disposal that the LSU quarterback will have. And how will that secondary be able to keep up with Kayshawn Bucci, uh, with you know the list of Jack Bash? Uh, Malik Neighbors, uh, Mason Taylor, who we should see at tight end a little bit, uh, catching the football. So that's the other key. And then I think the defensive front against Florida State, uh, their offensive line, because last week three running backs over 100 yards for the Seminoles, first time ever in Florida State history, which is an amazing stat considering the backs they've had over the years. Um, how will this defensive front, that is probably the strength of LSU's defense going into the season, how can they disrupt the passing game and put all of the pressure and the winning on the shoulders of the Seminole quarterback, who we didn't see a lot of? He was 11 of 15 last week, 200 and some yards, didn't throw a touchdown, didn't throw an interception. Uh, but I don't think he will see the pressure or did see the pressure he's going to see Sunday with multiple looks, three down linemen, four down linemen, Ollie Gay, B.J. Ojolari, Mason Smith, I mean, Jaqueline Roy, these guys are these guys are a little different from the Duquesne Duke. So those are the three keys, I think, uh, that at least early on should tell us how this game's going to go. There you are. He is absolutely ready. Just gave you a little taste of what's going to come in the broadcast coming up. 6.30's kickoff over in the Caesars Superdome. You can watch it on ABC, and, of course, you can listen to Chris and company, along with Gordy and everybody else on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Chris, as always, I'm pumped, man. Let's get going. It's September, sir. Let's do this thing, gentlemen. 
<laughs> Thanks, man. There he goes. At LSU Tigers Voice, the way to follow Mr. Chris Blair. Quick break. We come back. We will continue our conversations and... We're not doing a Southern Miss what? segment. That, 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 you know what? That's well. We did have Coach Will Hall on Tuesday. Yes, you so did. there we did. Yes, you did. Amongst all our other coaches that we have on Tuesday, so we look forward to that. We'll be back. It's the Sports Hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Lakeview Massage and Therapy is a must for recovery, getting rid of pesky pain, or to simply relax. It's part of Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic and Wellness, so this isn't a neon sign place. They have specialists performing work geared specifically to you. Rejuvenate with a 60, 90, or 120 minute session of Himalayan salt stone, injury and recovery, lymphatic detox, pre and postnatal, post mastectomy movement, traditional therapeutic massages, and ashiatsu. I've had that. You want to try it. Trust me. LakeviewMassageandTherapy.com for info where recovery meets relaxation. Start your day the New Orleans way with New Orleans Roast Coffee. A small batch roasted coffee made right in the heart of the Crescent City. From our signature Southern Pecan flavored coffee to our classic rich dark roast and chicory blend, New Orleans Roast is your everyday, anytime celebration. Pick up a bag or two today. Available at your favorite local grocer. New Orleans Roast Coffee. A true taste of New Orleans. Heard my little sis is buying a car. You'll need my secret guide. Gross, no way. I already used Capital One Auto Navigator. I bet your credit score... Wasn't impacted at all, so ha! I got my real rate and monthly payment, had an amazing test drive at the dealership, and made the purchase. Taking the easy way out. That's so you. Still not getting it. That's so you. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Navigator. Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. Welcome back. We're live at Brother Martin High School. Are we doing career day? We are doing career day. <laughs> career day is October 22nd or something. It's a Friday. It's one of those I do, days. I do it every year. Kenny, I love Kenny how long have you been here, Kenny? 100 years. 23 years? Wow. Wow. Yeah, okay. I'm telling you, man. Once, when what do you do for career day here? I mean, I did it once. We I'm just talk saying, like, to like, the kids about our like, industry. We just go. Okay. We, they give us a classroom. Do you like give words of advice and wisdom. I mean, do you? You do. You do. And you do. <laughs> well, you see, that's the problem. I mean, I, can, can, do I but have they, to say like how much? Because I mean, it's, it's they, radio. They so put I mean, you in one classroom. I've done it for like right. four or five years. Now, no, it was nice. I remember doing it. They, but I have to do. They put Kenny, you do I have to do I stuff to be like a PowerPoint and all that stuff? I mean, yeah. I need slides and <laughs> I stand there and just talk to the kids. Minimum work is what I, I don't. Know. I don't bring <laughs> anything. I just. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna be more prepared. This yeah. Year. 
can we do it together? Can Scott like hand out like you know little little snacks and treats while I talk, and in that way people will like me? You know. <laughs> there you go, Doug Mouton. Yeah, yeah. Doug and I, on a, you know, here's the thing. I I saw a sack on one of the plays at practice. I'm convinced it was a sack. Doug Mouton sided with Ty Graffanini and said it was not a sack. He was supposed to be on my side. He sided with a Jesuit Blue Jay, of all things. Oh, Doug Mouton? Yes. Well, Todd's Jesuit. Yeah, we'll get Sean Fazan in. There we go. (laughs) I love Sean. Actually, it's crazy. My His uncle, Steve Winstein, class of 93, he was still my best friend. So he's in Dallas now. Yeah, great. Yeah, we'll we'll have some fun. We'll do. That's right, Chris. Frank. How many media members do we have here? We have a handful. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. That's Kenny Spellman, yo. There it is. He That's, is. Yeah. Uh, he is. A, Thank you, Kenny, for having us, man. Appreciate he is it. A eight hundred brother Martin fixture nine nine eight one double zero three on the upper cervical family chiropractic phone line. I see. Do we have buddy? Uh, someone online. I see. I think we may have a caller. There it is. Joe from Mandeville. Thank you, sir. How are you, Joe? man. What's up, buddy? Yes. How we doing? Oh, UT Joe. Oh, I love UT UT Joe. Joe. UT Joe and I are friends. Hi, Joe. He's a good man. You can't take everything (laughs) he says from Longhorns. Four-win season on its way. Four-win season. Yeah, he's Dr. Doom. Like, Again, I hear Tayshawn Boutte. What is up with this guy? (laughs) Nothing special about him, and he's a preseason All-American. No, no, nothing special. He said this last nothing night. Nothing special about Mute. He is smoking cannoli. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Texas has had a drought, so you know, I mean, yeah, he's desperate. Yeah, I mean, it's he's got well, some guy on Texas team. I want to hear this. He only Go. had two games with 100 yards receiving, and the rest of them were under 100 yards. And he went up against UCLA. That was one of the games. Probably the last defense that was last in Pac-12. And the other one was Mississippi State. Wow. This guy is talented. i got to tell you, I'm wondering how many receivers can probably get 100 yards in, in receiving against those two teams. I'm telling you, you, you T. Joe, Joe, just well, we hold didn't on, hold make on. him an well, All-American. No, here, well, here's the thing: we didn't make him an All-American. Did, did you watch LSU football at all last year? Uh, coaching, offensive line, quarterback had no time. They, I don't think anybody could have had that many games that would have made you think that uh, apparently is good or not. He, he, the kid can play. I mean, <laughs> he can play. I, I mean, I don't. I'll give you that. He can play. But he's not an All-American. Are you kidding me? 500 <laughs> yards in Yeah, well, you know, again. Again, it was, it was injury. <laughs> it was poor <laughs> offensive line. That's play. no excuse, guys. <laughs> no, that's no right. Excuse. No, it's never an excuse. I get it. Never an, never excuse. an excuse. That's fine. Joe, how many wins for your Longhorns? Not as many as LSU. Oh. And I told him last night. Wait, oh, oh, you tee, Joe. How many wins for your Longhorns? Oh, really? Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going Here we go. With nine. Nine? Did he nine. say nine? Nine. Nine. Yeah, nine. Cannolis must be good. Nine wins for the what Texas kind of Longhorns. You having those cannolis? Yikes. Okay. Going with nine. Wins. Nine. Okay, I will jot this down. 
UT Joe, nine wins for forward. Texas. But last night he wouldn't okay. even bet me. He said, "How many yards receiving that boot take yet?" I want that on. He will get more than five hundred. I'm going to think. I'm going to say he's going to get more than well, five hundred because there's so many great well, receivers. No, on this team. I, he might I, get eight hundred. Oh, yeah, he'll get at least five. <laughs> yes, sir. Gustavo, he's got to finish yeah. the season. This guy's brutal. <laughs> He's not going to finish the season. He's brittle. He hurt his ankle okay. on a plate falling out of bounds. Six foot, six foot, 180. Eric was wrong. He's not 200 pounds. He's 180. He's going to get beat up. That. And I'm telling you, what what quarterback's going to get the ball to him? It's not Daniel. You better hope Nesmeyer started. I'll let you go. I want to hear you comment. There he goes. Um... I will say this. I will just say, let's see. Because I, I do think, like Chris Blair was saying, there's, okay. um, he's six look, foot, I, I know. 205. I, 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 I think there is something that is, um, of note with all of this. You legitimately don't know. I mean, you don't know, right? No, I mean, you don't, you don't know, know. until don't games know are played. I, I will just say this. And, and it wasn't that I, I had anything personal towards Coach O or anything. It is going to be night and day how this team is prepared. Prepared? Yes. How they practice? Yes. How they work? Yes. And how they will go into games. I, I just, I, I can't stress that enough. I mean, we're going to speak completely different with the head football coach here, Brother Martin, Mark Boney, here at the, the top Florida of the hour. State game is crucial. You, 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 you gotta have good staff. Yeah. You gotta have your players prepared. Yep. When you watched LSU start the season last year at UCLA. Yeah, they and prepared. I'm three minutes into the game going, you, did this no. team practice? No, it was bad. I, I just, again, and I know a lot of Tiger fans went after, you know, Max Johnson. I'm like, the guy literally was snapped and run for your life. <laughs> I mean, I, there, it was crazy, there man. There isn't anybody that's going to be successful in that no. aspect. That when you literally had offensive linemen <laughs> running into each other right. on a play to block. Yeah, they were blocking each other. You're going to have, yes, they were yes. blocking each other. Right. When you have them get up and shift left, when the entire defensive line you're facing shifts right, it goes right past four of you guys. <laughs> it's going to be. For his I, mean, life. <laughs> I, I just like, remember. What is this? High school? I remember an Arkansas game day. The guys, the, the, the gay, the day that they were going to play Arkansas. Uh-huh. We did two segments on LSU's problem. And I remember Cliff Sterner, the quarterback who played for Dallas and played for Arkansas. Uh, yeah. We went through five things on video. He's like, these guys literally don't have a clue what they're doing. <laughs> one guy goes left, one guy goes right. He goes into, and then we did the defense on a whole nother segment. And it was literally the safety goes this way, the corner is pointing that way. Like, I, you, you were literally, it, it looked like our flag football media team. Yes. Okay. With you coaching. We had no clue. No, you no direction. You ran no into clue. a girl. No, we had no. I didn't, you know, look, Madeline, <laughs> she really Madeline Adams took me out. I mean, I just, you know, I mean, she, she should have been flagged for targeting. No. She was good. But yeah, I mean, the team last year was, it, it's nothing like this team this year. And I think people are looking at last year's yep. team and saying, LSU's going to be terrible. 
I think this team well, is going to be way better than anybody thinks. I'll say this, and unfortunately, this is not good news. Uh-oh. We were going to address this, obviously, next hour. Nick Underhill, New Orleans Football, just tweeted 15 minutes ago, Saints safety Marcus May was arrested this morning for aggravated assault with a firearm. No bueno. Oh, man. Let me he's already, remember, waiting for suspension on DUI. Yeah, he's in trouble. And that is not the way you'd like to start the season. Can we get CD for sure. back? Well, <laughs> on that note, that brings a, a close to our number one. We're live at Brother Martin High School here in Legion Fields. Scott's home. Is he class of 80? My home. Class of 94. When we come back, head football coach Mark Monis will join us. We'll take your phone calls as well. Got an open segment coming up. Uh, uh, later on in the show as again that is now the story of the day Marcus May Saint Safety arrested for aggravated assault with a firearm per source for Nick Underhill New Orleans not football sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans how did you know I needed you how did you know I needed you so badly how did you know I'd give my heart Stop buying tickets without rewards and start getting more from the only ticketing company that rewards you for buying. Vivid.